been waiting to use this. I've been really waiting to use this opening thing. Nice, nice. So, oh man. So, thank you for joining us tonight. It's Granny's Peach Tea because it's Monday night. So, thanks for joining us. We were at episode 81. 81. 81. Ah, my own. We're going to have to put ourselves in an old folks' home, but a classy one. You know, not one of those ones that the gobbledygooks go to, but the ones. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping the gun. But yeah, 81. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. And if you don't recognize our theme, I'd be pretty shocked if you watched the show. But it's obviously the theme for Daredevil, the Netflix series, because we got to hear it a little bit this week. So why not? It plays a pretty huge role in this week's show. It does. This is exciting. Yeah. Love the whole little heartbeat thing at the end. Oh man, it actually makes me want to just go ahead and start rewatching the Netflix series now. I, I, I look. I pledge this, and you know I mean it for the most part when I say these things. I will watch all Daredevil from start to finish from Netflix before we start uh the the new daredevil that's coming so i have a bit of time i'm giving myself but i promise by the time we start that i'll be i'll be up to date on all the old daredevil fresh in the mind nice i think i might have to join you on that one let's do it i think i have to join you on that one uh but yeah thanks for joining us as always join us on the facebook live stream if you're joining us on youtube or twitter or wherever you found your audio only podcast we appreciate the support and with me as always is Jason. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, good to see you, Ed. Good to see you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, just, all right, so guys, just, I know, this is usually the time. Ed, I usually let it cue me in, but no, no. This is a second to last Granny's Gobbagoo, guys. Because I'm in I'm in the sixth season of The Sopranos. I, I'm like, I'm three episodes in, so I just got finished. Here's the big shit that I just got finished with, all right? So, Steve Buscemi was introduced? And he played a huge role. And then he was murdered by Tony, guys. Oh, OMG, holy shit, it was huge. I kind of knew it was coming, and I might have kind of remembered that from when it was on, but maybe not. But it was amazing to watch. Um, Adriana got killed. I did not remember this from the uh, original run. To watch this woman, poor woman, get murdered. Like, she's... Let me be clear about how I'm liking this show. As characters, I think every one of these mobsters are incredibly interesting to watch. As people, they're mm. all garbage. And Adriana was one of those people who was not garbage and kind of like caught up in shit that was above her head. And when she got it, ah, ah. That was, that was rough. Ah. That was rough. I, really, it was, it was really rough. So... Oh man, so but I'm gonna say this. I had this feel I had this fear for this show, and this fear is gone now. And it was a fear that that it was gonna be like Dexter, where it got it was good and good and good and good, and then it got really great, and then it fell off and it should have ended seasons before. But I'm in the last season, I'm not feeling that way. I think that I can strongly say right now, no matter what happens, even if I don't like the ending. This was a strong watch from start to finish, guys. I'm really glad I took this. Thank you, Wong, for putting me on this path. Wongers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. it's All right, so where where is your... What is your next HBO show? Because I'm genuinely dying to know this. All right, so I gave us a lot of thought, and I am going to go the full HBO route like we said, but 
My next one is not going to be any of the ones we talked about. It is going to be Boardwalk Empire because yes, A, see Buscemi, and B, 1920s, and C, what else do you fucking need from me? You got Steve Buscemi in the 1920s? I should have been on this decades ago. Dude, Boardwalk Empire, start to finish. Phenomenal show. It does not fall off at all. Really? All right. No, it doesn't Excellent. fall off at all. Absolutely love that show. And interesting choice, because do you know who's on that show? I just know Steve Buscemi. It's all I know. Steve really? Buscemi in the 20s. It's all I know. Do you want to know? Uh, there's an actor in that show that I was introduced to on that show. All right, Actually, there's two, but... Throw, throw, throw him out there. Charlie Cox. Get out of here. Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock, was that's how I discovered wow. him was through Boardwalk Empire. So this is truly a crossover, a divinated crossover episode. Because Michael Shannon also. Oh shit! All right, so we, we got like some legends, some uh-huh. some comic book act slash actor legends. All right, yeah. even more so. This this is the way Wong has put me on. So that will be the next one. We got one more Granny's Gabagoo after this, and then we're going. I'll figure out what the hell this what's going to be called once we get the board. <laughs> <Empire. laughs> nice! Wow, man, I'm ex- I'm excited to hear your take on Boardwalk Empire because I absolutely fucking love that show. And by the way, Ed, I love that. Just just so everyone knows that when Ed and I got on, Ed's first question to me had we haven't talked for like since last week. I've seen movies that he's put me on to that we've texted about. The one question Ed had for me was. You got Granny's Gabagoo tonight, so and you were so you were so invested in this that it makes me want to continue it. I, I really am. I'm all in on this thing, and this isn't bullshit. It's not that like we talked about this before we started. No, this no, is serious. It's not a bit. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, so yeah, so that's it. Boardwalk Empire, not next week, but the week after, and then uh, Ed. I'm excited to talk more about that with you because I didn't realize you were such a big fan of it. No, I love Boardwalk Empire. I was all about it. So, and again, I think I'm pretty sure Steve Buscemi, him being Steve Buscemi as like a gangster, I'm like, let's go, come on, sign me yeah. up. No, no, fantastic. and he was great in The Sopranos. I mean, as like the gangster trying to go legit who goes back and loses it and winds up like killing a bunch of people, like whole, like his whole character arc in that season, I was like, what am I watching? This is amazing. Wait till you see him in Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. He's so good. <laughs> He's so fucking good. Uh, all right, we got a couple of quick comments to get to here, Alex. Uh, yes, eighty-one episodes. It's 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 been a good run, man. It's been a good run. Hey. And he's also reading our minds because I'm pretty sure this comment came in before we yeah, said it. I think it did. Covering there for uh, yeah, we'll figure out how we're going to cover that. It's definitely not going to be one episode a week. We'll, we're going to have to maybe do a season at a time or, or, or something like that. Yeah, so not going to sit there and speculate what's going to happen next week. I mean, granted, I've, granted, I've watched the damn show, so <laughs> I mean. It would be weird. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into our stuff for the week, and that all starts right. as usual with our CW show, and it's Star Girl season three, episode five. But before you get into this, though, today's the anniversary of Arrow premiering oh. on CW. Wow. Okay. This is a this is a milestone. Kick the whole day. thing off. Yeah. Wow, so I don't know. Do we have something for Arrow, Boss Man? Did you did you create an Arrow fifteen minute intro for us? I'd love to see that. With no, no, no Steve no. Farachi not watching tonight. No, not 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 at the moment. <laughs> Farachi, you failed this city. 
There we go. We'll give that to him. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, but, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so what do we got for Stargirl this week? All right, so Stargirl, uh, not a bad episode. Not a great episode. Uh, I'll go, I can go through kind of quickly. It starts off where... Um, we're back, and this is this is something that the this season is doing, which I think works well sometimes and works not so well others. That we keep going back, like we go, we we let a certain time elapse, and then the episode starts, and we're like back to ground zero when the gambler was killed, and and we kind of do this here, and I, and I get why they did it. It was interesting. We get to see Cindy was like there, lurking about, looking for his laptop, and again, it shines light on did Cindy kill him. We see her take the gun and very purposely fire it off to, for whatever reason she had, um, and yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. I think it's interesting again that we're uh, exploring the Cindy Stargirl dynamic. They're kind of are becoming friends, even though that the show is really trying to paint the fact that Cindy's the bad guy. When Guys, if she's the bad guy at the end of this season, I, I don't know. Uh, you guys tell me what I'm going to do to look to look stupid because she's not. Like, and if she is, and I'm that wrong, then I, I don't know. Maybe I'll drink it of another. There won't be any more peach tea in my glass. I'll, I'll I don't know. I'll I'll get a proper pint glass or whatever. I don't know. You guys tell me. You're the audience. But there's no way that I, I can believe Cindy's the villain even at this point. Um, maybe she's being manipulated by Dragon King, we've, as we've talked about, but who knows? Uh, other interesting stuff here Starman being unhinged, shooting at the ISA picture when they finally when they get into um, the the lair where the I is it the ISA, the Injustice League of America? I think Injustice Society of America, yeah, and yeah, that's it, Injustice Society of America. Um, you know, I, I think the, the, the highlights are the more fun parts where you get like, um, uh, uh, Mike and his friend who has the the pen who mm -hmm. grants the wishes, uh, where they like the where they're being bullied. They're like, I wish the bullies would be nicer. And the bullies are like, Well, <laughs> we are going to beat the hell out of you now. <laughs> uh, I thought that was fun. I love that Cindy stands up for them, and then they ask her to join their like. I know bootleg the dance. side team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's hysterical. Um. Yeah, Courtney and Cindy have a heart to heart. As I said about Cameron, there's a lot of uh, Courtney kind of trying to be with Cameron and and talking about Cameron, and also very subtly pulling away from being Star Girl. She's giving more and more uh, access to uh, the staff to Starman. So I I don't know if it's setting up like she wants to be a normal person, if she's trying to be someone who wants to date. Maybe they're setting up like she pulls away from her secret identity and Cameron is kind of going into his, but, um, uh, and then, and then Wildcat finds the computer that links Cindy and that's how we end the episode. So I think those are the big things. Am I missing anything else? Um, I think a big moment in the episode was when Starman became pretty much unhinged when he saw that painting. Yeah, yeah. And the that's ISA huge. just like completely like ripped the hole through and he kind of like mm. lost it. And you can see it, like the mentioned the PTSD <clears throat> from being murdered. I mean, essentially, I mean, yeah. you can kind of understand where the guy's coming from. I mean, I'd be pretty upset <laughs> if I was in his shoes too. So, yeah, no, um, for, for sure. And it's not just him, it's his friends. Like, he got to come back. And I think that's what he's dealing with. He got to come back. His friends did not. Yeah. And all of these villains are getting exonerated, or, you know, some of them are dead, but some of their kids are being exonerated. And he's going through his own journey with PTSD. And I think that's really interesting. I agree with you. Yeah. 
And, and another one of my favorite storylines, and I can't believe that this is the case because these are two characters I really didn't care about previously, is Sportsmaster. Oh, yeah. And, and his wife, when they go to the, to the diner, they meet up with Pat. And they're like, hey, listen, man, we were doing this investigation, and it's like, it's really cool to be a hero and stuff like that. And, you know, we have them hang, we questioned them. And we had them hanging off the side of a building. And, you know, we got the information. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it like, thank you, but you're done for now. Okay. Yeah. We can't condone your methods. You guys are fucking crazy. But yes, thank you for trying to do the right thing. Don't murder anyone. So. I think that's also super cool because the first season of the show, as we talked about, was bad guys obviously being bad guys, but having a good idea, right? Like yeah. there was that episode of season one where Beth goes, wait a minute, they're just doing everything for all these social benefits? Are we on the wrong side? Like they had that yeah. moment. And so now, yeah, seeing these two getting to be, okay, you know what? We do believe in whatever the overall plan is. And if you want us to be this kind of good guy, then we'll be this kind of good guy. And <laughs> I think, you know, that that's fantastic and a great use of those characters. Yeah. And, and for me, like I've said this a bunch of times, Cindy crushes it on this show. Like she when, they go, when they go to ask her to join their little club and the way she just kind of listens to them out and just completely laughs in their face and shuts it down. And even her, her scenes with Courtney and with Cameron separately she, she's just really good. This actress is really good. She oh. crushes this thing. Yeah, she does. She's really good with the facial stuff. Yeah. And she, yeah, you're right. When she when she shuts them down, when they ask her to join them, the the, the, the two guys, yeah, and she's just, she looks at them and she's just like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, she has this range of, like, emotion, this, these range of moments within a couple, yeah. like, a minute. It's great. Yeah, no, she's, she's really, she's excellent. Um, but all right, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see where that takes us after that, as they yep. just they do kind of need to like push things forward a little bit. Though I think they're agreed taking a little too much time on the death of the gambler and trying yeah. to push this force, this misdirect, you know, on us that nobody's buying. Yeah, so. I agree. That's why I said to you, I was like, you know, I, and I'm always like, you know, the first four episodes, I was like, yeah, so this would happen, this would happen, and I told you, I was like, well, I, I want to get to talk to other about stuff, but about other stuff but it's also not it's not a bad episode it's not a great episode like it's it does what it has to do and there are some good moments but you're right it needs to push forward we need to see especially because we know we don't get a full 22 like so we're like yeah. we're like almost halfway through so we we gotta actually yeah. start following through with that time is a is a fleeting mm -hmm. great <clears throat> all right well let's get to it uh Big moment of uh, well, yeah. no, actually, I don't want to even shortchange it, but this has been a big moment that a lot of people have been waiting for on our page. Yes, Alex and Rick, specifically, you know, <laughs> yes, for different reasons. I mean, because I mean, listen, besides, I know we talk about Rick with Hawkeye on his show, but Daredevil is his main guy, so yes. this, he was trying to make it on tonight, but could not. But I'm sure next time he comes on, we'll, we'll get some thoughts on this, and we got a lot of Daredevil coming up, so um. Yeah, let's get into it. Daredevil finally showed up on uh, on She-Hulk Attorney at Law, so he made his... This is the official Daredevil debut MC. in the MCU. Yep. Because yep. we also and, Matt Murdock in, in Fort uh, No Way Home. And, and tell me, just Ed, just tell me, like, I know we're jumping around, but when he gets into the, the factory or wherever the hell that, last, that fight takes place, and he walks in 
and the camera's focused on him, and he's looking down. And in what is arguably for me not an MCU thing, but a comic book thing, I don't get the gold outfit at all, but it is comic book accurate, so who cares? But when it's looking down, he just does that like daredevil slow look up, and all of a sudden he takes everyone down in the hallway. Like, like I, I very rarely go like, oh my god. Fanboy, but dude, I was doing it, man. <laughs> I definitely got some goosebumps because I was like, "This is it! <clears throat> it's actually happening!" It was so. Oh my god, everything about Daredevil. And look, I've <sighs> been a big person to say this is She-Hulk's show. Don't you know? Don't focus on all of these other casts. But I, I can't. I can't. <clears throat> it's Daredevil, and it was Charlie Cox, and he is just as good as I remember him, and as he was on those old shows. He still got it. He fucking steals this episode. I'm sorry. So this is definitely the best episode of the season. And yeah, of course. I and yes, a lot of it's to do with Jared Devil. But it's just also I want to say the dynamic with him and uh him and Jennifer and She-Hulk, all of it together is fucking flawless. It's their chemistry is so good, and the moment of like so I'm going to address some stuff I saw online where people were like, oh, well, he was so playful with She-Hulk when they were fighting or whatever. And it's like, I saw that before I saw the episode, and I was like, all right, let me see what this is about. <laughs> they first meet antagonistically in the courtroom, right, where he pretty much just, like, hands her her lit- litigation litigational ass because he's daredevil, right? Yeah. And then... They go out to drinks, and they are they are going home together that night. If Daredevil doesn't get that call, that is where things are going, and and Matt Murdock knows that. And so the next time he sees her, when when she's She Hulk and he's Daredevil, and he knows who she is, and he doesn't know who her is who he is. Of course, he's still flirting with her because he's like, oh yeah, he doesn't <clears throat> she doesn't know who I am, but like I still want to take her home later, like. Yeah, let me give the, the quick backgrounds because this is the main focus of it. So pretty much this episode opens up with this guy, Leapfrog, who's obviously like a Z-list hero who you can imagine any world of the MC where real heroes exist on multiple levels. Though. It's not just like who's like the Avengers of the A-list. And then there's others who, who keep dropping down, right? You know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of one of those guys in uh, Bat in the Dark Knight in the beginning of the yes. people in Bat. Yes, that is Batman yes. with all of like the. That's who he reminded me of. I'm not wearing hockey pants, right? I mean, that kind of thing. Um, I, I, I'm not having jet fuel <laughs> come out of my my ankles. Yeah, just you can tell this guy has just got a bootleg thing going on and he's got this weird thing going but it's him telling Jen about it because we find out that he is trying to sue Luke Jacobson because his suit goes on fire and then that's that's what pretty much brings She-Hulk in and, and then she goes ahead and trying to she's got a case against Luke Luke pretty much tells her fuck off because my work is impeccable we're going to court and then they go to court and that's when you know that this is how it's going to go down and once Luke doesn't have his lawyer and the lawyer and the judge calls it out, <laughs> you know what's happening. We all knew what was happening. Yep. If this was in a movie theater, Angie literally was cheering like in our <laughs> living room when it, when nice. it happened. Nice. She brought the movie theater experience right there. And I had an ear-to-ear grin on my face immediately because you knew this was going down. Now, when Matt comes out, though, there is one huge thing, MCU plot line, that we all kind of assumed was wrapped up, but now it's like officially official. 
in yeah. the whole back and forth with Jen in the courtroom, she's like, listen, about, you know, discovery and stuff like that, and pretty much him opening up his, uh, for Luke to open up his client list. And he's just like, listen, secret identities. You know, think about who he's, pay who he's making these suits for. You can't do that. They can harm the whole story we've heard a thousand times. Why secret identities must exist. And he's like, the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Which we finally got an official word on this. Yep. Finally. We yeah, all knew they, it. Look, they all acted in it. <clears throat> they knew we all knew it, but this is the first time it's been stated. And even I caught that. I'm usually blind to these things because especially in an episode like this, I'm like, Daredevil, Daredevil. But yeah. th when they dropped that, I was like, oh, oh yeah, this makes sense. I'm, But I, I think that's why these shows have become are becoming so interesting or have become so interesting, are so interesting and become so crucial to the MCU is they they kind of can address smaller plot things like this in this way and kind of resolve them without bringing it to the big screen because it's one thing to have it in this episode. It's another thing to have it in a movie like Eternals. Like, and by the way, with everything going on these three hours, the Sokovia Accords have been repealed, you know? So I, I think it's also a, a lower stakes way to address it. So I love it. And I love the fact that it was finally uh, addressed. And I love the fact that it was Matt Murdock. Yes. That is the one who, yes. who, who goes in, who comes from the, because that's the other, that's the main thing I also wanted to, well, a main thing I wanted to get to was, so we get that. And then there's, like you had mentioned, they have their conversation in the bar where you can tell there's massive flirting going on. And they're, they're going home with each other at the end of that night if that phone call doesn't happen 100%. Yes, immediately. And I and, then, and I saw some probably some of the same things that you saw, people bitching online like, oh, my God, Daredevil has sex. I'm like, all right, so let's bring this back to the Netflix series for a second. Um, he, everyone, how about Karen Page, Electra? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, freaking Rosera Dawson's got Claire, like everybody. This is Matt Murdock. This is what he does. He's yeah, the dude's like a pimp. It's it, it's crazy over there. Not for nothing, but as a kid reading comic books, there was one, like there was one hookup slash sex slash whatever you want to call it that I knew in the the, the Marvel comic books, and that was mm -hmm. Daredevil and Elektra. Like, that was, like, I was aware at a young age that Daredevil and Elektra had had sex in a way that I was not aware of other comic book characters doing it. So don't tell me that Daredevil doesn't fuck. But what does he really do, Jason? He gets it on with, like, yep. anyone. Like, big yeah. and green, small and blonde. It doesn't matter to him. No, not not at all. So let's enough with that crap. <laughs> That was that was being thrown out there too. So, the another interesting thing though is that so they they have their their thing. Then leapfrog. Then he um he gets the call that something's going down. We find out what is going yeah. down, and it's like this leapfrog dude who got crushed in the case goes ahead and kidnaps Luke, and Daredevil's in pursuit now. He right. gets he gets word on that because I'm sure Luke called him. And he's in pursuit, and then She-Hulk gets the call. And what I love is is that when She-Hulk takes the call from Leapfrog, she only takes it as She-Hulk because 
uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, because Daredevil gives her this pep talk about like, well, look, you can be both. You can be, because he's giving her his experience. You can be the law and the superhero. You can fill both roles. And there is that moment where she gets the leapfrog call, and she's like, well, you're my client. I'll meet you here. And he's like, I'm being pursued. And she's like, okay, I'll meet you. And she's like, she hulks up. So I love she that up. she does. She suits up. And I love that it's Daredevil that puts her on that track to go head to head with Daredevil in this fight. Yeah, and and he uses pretty much a line that he had used, you know, in the Netflix series that, like, as a lawyer, he'll fight for justice like that. You know, when justice, when the law, when the system fails you, then it's time to suit up and and to really like it down. And that's what she learns from him. So. They pretty much go ahead and they, you know, she finds out that Daredevil's the one who's in pursuit, and then they square off. She, She-Hulk pretty much tells him to get lost, leapfrog to get lost. Then we get Daredevil versus She-Hulk, pretty much there, and they, you know, they go ahead and they, they're throwing down. She-Hulk's pretty much thinking she's gonna squash this guy. She doesn't know who she's fucking with over right. here, and super experienced. And that's another thing that I think we get a Matt Murdock here, who's been doing this for a while. Yes. You know, yes. so he's to me, and through various things in this episode, the Marvel Studios needs to get their story straight with this because to me, in your actions, this is the same character from the Netflix series. This is not a reboot of him at all. Yeah, uh, I'm not buying that now. Here's my theory about this. I think it's it's going to be the same character in the sense that. He's had years. We, we've we don't have to go through the whole origin again. This is what it is. I think it's a reboot in the sense that when the MCU wants to re retinker things from there, they're going to do it. So, like we did see a different uh, uh, kingpin, right? We've seen a more stronger kingpin and a less like you know he was more kind of super strong when we saw him uh, in the MCU in his brief thing as opposed to just a regular businessman in, in the uh, Daredevil, I think we might see a, a revisit of Stick or a revisit of Elektra or a revisit of the Defenders. But I think, so So what I think is the character is going to be the same, but the like c- characters they use might be rebooted. See, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to say that I think that they're going to use the term reboot as just restart, as in... Not like if I reboot a computer, it is not like a brand new computer. Right. It's just you're turning it back on again. That's kind of the term I'm taking this as. Okay. So they're not remaking. I do think that the Netflix series are canon in EMCU. That's mm-hmm. what I'm taking this as because number one, the thing the thing you mentioned, I know we're gonna we'll tie back to the hallway scene. Because number one, you had the nod to the hallway scene. Number two, this dude's wearing the same freaking suit exactly. With different colors because uh, he was made a couple of suits by Luke Jacobson. Number three, he mentions pretty much everything back in New York and pro bono and does all of that. And I love the fact that he drops into Jen that, yes, once in a while he has to take the go ahead, take the big cases. You got to pay the bills at some point, which was smart because that, yep. those, that covers those questions of how the hell is Nelson and Murdoch even going? So you get that. And also, they dropped the damn Netflix theme that we opened up with they in the did. middle of the conversation. So they I was like, did. you got it? You got it? Wait, wait. All right. Now, you got it this time? I don't know how it's not. You don't use the Netflix yeah. theme to me if that's not it. I agree. I agree. So, 
that's what I'm getting. And and I think that those who are saying that this isn't the same Matt Murdock, it's just that this guy's a bit more comfortable in his skin at this point than the guy that we met. Because when we met him, it was Daredevil Begins, essentially. Yeah. So and, I think he's more experienced now. Yeah, this this is this is Matt Murdock doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, and he states that a couple of times yep. to Jen because he in some scenes like after their little battle and stuff and she unmasks him and everything like that which should happen easily because i mean she's fucking she-hulk and right yes she's a lot thousand times stronger than him so that should happen and it is a cool scene where she it like cool pretty much unfairly gives him the clap something he couldn't possibly like she claps and it throws him off and something he couldn't possibly defend against and she picks him up and pulls his mask off and she's just like Oh shit, Matt, that's you, and puts him right down and gives him the mask right. Like that's like that's an awesome scene where she realizes it. Yeah, because like listen, in a toe-to-toe fight. I mean, I mean she yeah. Yeah, like that's crazy. But yeah. So but he does hold his own for someone like again, like we can talk about Batman fighting like you know, so overpowered people, like you know, superpowered people. It's just he can go toe-to-toe, and that's already enough to not get squashed by her. Um but there, there, yeah. So they have that moment, and there is a lot of he takes her under his wing, you know, because they're yep. going to do that raid into the warehouse to go rescue Luke, and he says, like, listen, he, he and by the way, I love the fact that we, they give you a brief synopsis just in case you didn't watch the series <laughs> yes. of his powers. All right, there's about ten people in the hallway. There's this person over there, <laughs> and she's just like in total disbelief of this. How do you know that? I can hear their heartbeat. Can really? Can you hear mine? Oh, I can hear yours, and it's fluttering because she's attracted to you. Yep. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. so he can just go back and forth. Like, I'm about to go bust these guys' asses in the warehouse. And by the way, I'm still going to make sure love I'm it. going ahead and 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 keeping that game going while we're, while we're here. <laughs> and I love the fact that they go after that. And he's like, "Listen, I'm going to go." He breaks down the time. It's going to take me about <laughs> yep. you know X amount of time to take out East Goon. And everything, and she's like, "I'm just gonna go in and do my thing." He's like, "You don't have a thing. You don't do this. I do this. This is my thing." <laughs> and she's again, she's learning how to be a hero in a way in this episode, mixed in with all the other shit that's going on. And I love the fact that like he breaks it down, and she's like, "Okay, I'll follow you." And then we get we we get the cool we get the hallway scene right, which is where we're going here, which is phenomenal he looks up and the camera and then he just takes everyone down the hallway and then you see the next round of goons come and she just falls from the from the ceiling on them she like, hulk smash yep she hulk smash takes them all that at once it was such <laughs> a it was a great way to sort of build attention to intro to, to give the nod to daredevil but then to deflate it like not still she hulk show <laughs> and i think that was smart because it is she hulk show yeah, and i think it was a it was a funny way to troll the audience again because we talked about this whole season. They're yep. experts at trolling the audience with this, and you gave you, you so you gave us our Daredevil fight scene in a, hall, a hallway battle, and then you kind of just trolled us after yep. that. <laughs> but you know, we still got it, and um, it was awesome. It was amazing. But and I gotta ask you this, and I asked you this off off camera, or I yeah. told you I, my question about this off camera. But you're more of a comic book guy about stuff like this. Why the yellow suit? Like, I <clears throat> all right. I... So that gets that gets joked around with. It's ketchup and mustard in, in in this whole thing. So apparently, it had some more to do with the colors of pages and in the, the time when Daredevil was created. Okay, you know, like actually, it's funny that we have this. So 
if you look on our background, see there oh, gray yeah. Hulk in the middle? So Red the Hulk train. was kind of gray and various different colors, and they made him green eventually, you know, because they couldn't match the color all the time. So a lot of red on Daredevil was going to be a printing problem oh, at one okay. point. And then that's why they adjusted. They gave him these goofy colors. And then when they didn't have to do that, they realized this is goofy. We're going to give him a better suit now. Okay, awesome. So that was, and it is great that we have the two suits that we're referring to right in our background. Right above Jason is where you'll see the Daredevil yeah. comics accurate yellow and red that's suit. It. Yes. So that, that's, that's pretty much the story behind that. That's awesome. Thank, thank you for that. Because I think the the yellow suit is a perfect choice for for this show, She Hulk. Like, I, yes, I, it's absolutely perfect. But I was just curious, like, because I was talking with my friend Walter, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, what a great color, light yellow, to be jumping around the <laughs> you know night sky of <laughs> of Manhattan." I'm like, "Yeah, good point." <laughs> Yeah, now and 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 Rick made a point. Me and him were talking about it's true. In reality, Daredevil suit should probably be black. Yeah, that should have been the suit, but whatever. The dark red is is cool. It works more vibrant for for comic books and stuff like that. No, for it's sure, a, it's a great suit, and it makes um, sense with the dark with the dark red because he's he's a Daredevil. He's the devil, right? Like yes, that's that's the thing. Like his name is Daredevil. We think, oh, evil can evil, but. He's a very Christian character who is embodying the devil, literally. So the fact that it's red is makes perfect sense. And it also goes into what we've always talked about with Marvel characters, about how they're more embattled than yes. what we usually would see. Even though DC characters have come that way now, but like for Marvel characters, that was like their trademark. They always had to like to make Matt Murdock a you know a Catholic guy and everything like that, a church going guy, but he's Daredevil. Is you know, right. yeah, that's a layer that's in there that you know, of course, is going to make it more complex. Um, so yeah, so they go ahead and they, they, and she, by the way, also Jen mentions that to him, like, oh, wait a second, I thought the guy dressed as the devil would be the fucking bad guy, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah. fair point, okay, fair that, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, spoiler alert, they save Luke, she forgives uh, Jen, uh, he forgives Jen for it, they're all good now, he's gonna make the suit for the gala and continue making their suits. And then Matt and her hook up. And yeah, Wonderful. so you, you I, knew that it was coming. You knew it was coming, and I loved the way it happened because Matt was like, Well, uh, she's like, Well, uh, are you going to be in LA for long? Or are you going to be here for long? And he's like, Well, you know, just tomorrow, but maybe next time I can get dinner. We can get dinner. And she's like, Well, we could just skip that. Fucking smash cut to them smash and cutting. <laughs> in, yep. In <laughs> Yeah, she's taking off the Daredevil suit and stuff like that, and his that, and you know they go back to Jen's apartment. <coughs> Cut to the next morning, and we get Daredevil doing the Walk of Shame the I next love morning, it. Oh, walking past a woman with a dog and stuff. It's absolutely hilarious. And what made it for me was the fact that he's in full Daredevil regalia, except the boots are off, and he's walking yeah. barefoot in the grass. <laughs> I don't know why that little detail made it so much more funny, but it did. It was ridiculous, and it, but it, it works though for this show. It works. I'm it's sorry, great. like it's great. I, I think it was great, and uh, yeah. So you get our Jen's assistant goes to her apartment and was like, "Listen, uh, I just saw some dude doing a walk of shame in a fucking devil costume," <laughs> and was like, "Oh, wait a second, he's walking from here." Okay, and. 
I'll tell you one thing, man. Jen seemed like she was pretty smitten with, with Matt Murdock, man. Oh, they, they had a good time. They yeah. they both had a good time. So is he was, is is he in the next episode? Is that do we know? I don't believe so. Okay. But okay. my guess is that it wouldn't be shocking to see them cross paths at some point yeah. in the MCU again. I don't they I don't had great chemistry. Like like the time they had on together on, on camera, those actors had fucking great chemistry together. Yeah, no, they they perfectly, no pun intended, they nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a funny thing where Jen goes in and breaks the fourth wall and she's like, hey, you know, like, why, what are you guys still doing here talking to the camera? This should be over. What the hell is this scene? And they're going to the gala. And she mentions, she name drops somebody pretty big. She name drops Red Hulk. She does. Like, she pretty blatantly. She name drops Red Hulk. And in like within scenes of each other, her her uh, assistant comes out and does the Wolverine claws with her. You know, so they're like they're dropping hints all over the place. So, mm-hmm. but do you think them her name dropping the Red Hulk means that we're gonna get a Red Hulk? Because that's what the internet's a buzz about right now. Yeah, there's a big rumor going around that Harrison Ford is gonna end up picking up the mantle of General Ross, and that would be pretty interesting. And there's Thunderbolts, and Red Hulk is a big member of Thunderbolts. So we know the roster was announced, but we've said on this show multiple times we're not buying that that's the entire roster whatsoever. I remember when the roster was announced of people who were going to be in Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. And then I saw the movie, and it was exactly everyone I thought was going to be that I was told wasn't. So (laughs) So, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think it's a coincidence that they they name-dropped Red Hulk. Yeah, I don't either. So... That leads to the gala where, if you remember, Jen was supposed to be, she was nominated for the Female Lawyer of the Year. Oddly enough, she wins, and so does every other nominee win. And it's just really bizarre. So they're all going through their speeches, and Jen's having a heartfelt one before Intelligentsia takes over the screen behind her and pretty much is saying to everyone, she's not worth your time, she's not who she thinks she is. And they drop a video of her hooking up with Josh. Mm-hmm you know, a couple episodes ago, and it pretty much was to push her over the edge. She rages out and breaks the friggin' monitors and stuff, and she goes and pretty much has the one of these dudes in hand, yep. and security kind of forces her to drop it, and then end of episode. So we know it's like Hulk King is involved in this, Intelligentsia is pushing her, so we're heading towards, like, the big showdown in the, in the finale, which is what we were all expecting anyway is that this is it's coming to a head now. Now, I did see earlier today there was a trailer, a mini trailer for the finale dropped, and it appears Hulk is back, and it looks like he's like, fighting Abomination. Oh, that, so that's they might, weird. They might be getting their rematch somehow, some way, which might lead Kreezen so is to the theories that were being thrown around and potentially Abomination might be involved with Intelligentsia. I really hope not. I mean, if it is, it is, but I really hope not because we have, and here's why I hope not, because we have not been focusing on Abomination. We've been focusing on Blonsky Mm -hmm. for multiple episodes. And if, if it turns out that that was all a fake, especially after that, like whole episode where they were at his retreat, if it was all a deep fake and he's been a part of it the whole time, I'm I'm not going to be happy with that reveal. Because they put too much work 
into the character, not convincing us that the character is not involved, but convincing the character the character shouldn't be involved. And it doesn't make it just wouldn't make sense that this Blonsky would not make sense to me being part of Intelligentsia and being part of who fucks over She Hulk. Just wouldn't. Unless Intelligentsia activates him into Abomination somehow. Well, that's a different story. If they like a mind act- control thing or something like that. If they activate him and he's just a pawn and it has nothing like that, that's another thing that's different. But like, I, but if he like, that's them using him. That's not yeah. him being in league with them. That's them victimizing him. And that I can see. And that's a different story. I just don't want to see the character of Blonsky slash abomination willingly participate because it goes against everything they've set up in this season with him. Yeah. I don't know. They, they pretty much don't really have any context to, the uh in the trailer so i mean we'll see on thursday what we're what we're getting here i mean it, it's but th- this was definitely the best episode of the season for sure great seeing there the ones not just because they're double showed up it's because just overall it was you got so much in this thing and now you've set up the finale which is kind of what we want the things to kick in gear a little bit so right Exactly, and I think it, it did it with um, it gave us a real threat, but not the threat we expected because the threat was her not being able to control her anger, right? Which goes back to the first episode, right? Yeah. What's the, how did she say she could control She Hulk? Well, I you know women are used to being catcalled, we're used to being treated differently, and then now we're in the second to last episode, and there, how is she shamed by because she had sex with people? Be, be, like they're literally just. Like it's literally the kind of shit the incels do on Twitter to actresses who play roles they don't like. Like, oh, let's shame them by taping them having sex and showing it. Let's show that they're not this or that. It's like, like she didn't do anything wrong. This is just her like private moments being taken and put on, on, uh, you know, put on public display. Yeah, yeah, in public display. And the fact that she reacts that way, it's kind of like, well, of course she would. Like, that's terrible, but she's also a Hulk, so it brings in this whole new layer. So yeah. it's super interesting, and I'm really, really interested to, see, to interested to see where it goes. Can I also want to drop something else, too, as we can put maybe another Halo on Matt Murdock? Sure. What have me and you been talking about we've wanted for, for Jen Walters? Yes. just You're right. Someone to just fucking be into Jen Walters and not She-Hulk. And you know what, Matt Murdock, he he might want to have sex with She-Hulk, but he also wants to have sex with Jen Walters. And yes, thank you, Matt Murdock. <laughs> Matt Murdock, the hero that we've been waiting for, literally, and also figuratively that we didn't know <laughs> this entire time. Yes, thank you for being the only person on this show who doesn't pretend that Jen Walters not being She-Hulk is somehow some fucking disgusting ogre <laughs> that should be like shot in the head or something like everyone else does when they go, oh, you're not the She-Hulk now, Jen Walters? <laughs> yeah. and, and before we move on, there's one more thing, though. That dude, right, that weird dude who's the client who has the She-Hulk fetish, who yeah, buys he... the Wakandan boar spear in this. Intelligentsia? Yeah, 100%, yeah, for sure. I think 100%, so. yeah. And apparently Wakanda's pissed at him, too. So I wouldn't be shocked if there was some sort of pop-in from Wakanda, maybe in the last episode, to kind of like come get their shit back from him. Uh, I would love to see the... I'd love to see the Dora, Dora Milaje just show yeah. up and be like, yo, dude, let's go. I don't that care how many so. receipts you got. Run your shit. 
because <laughs> he does say that I have all the receipts, and it's like, yeah, you stole it, motherfucker. You you didn't steal it; it was stolen and sold to you. It's still stolen. Exactly. He might have bought it from like you know Ulysses Clog, which uh, by the way, Intelligentsia. Yes. And I didn't pre-think that that literally just came out right now, connecting the dots. <laughs> so maybe that that's that's what we're getting. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this is a Marvel show, and I think. For as much as Marvel has flaunted in a lot of people's faces, like, this is different, this is different, I think they're going to, there's going to have to be something important that goes, moves us forward for them to be able to reconcile it with the man babies who hate the show, who are still yeah. fans of the MCU and still need to watch this shit because they are in putting important stuff out there. Yeah. And and you got your debut of Daredevil. You did officially canon now. So and it was great. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Don't care what you think of it. If you did the homework and you read some comics and you watched the show, this is definitely justice for Matt Murdock. Daredevil has been saved. <sighs> I can't wait. I can't <clears throat> wait. I can't wait to to his new show. Yeah, me neither. All right. So speaking of the MCU and changing things up from them. We got Werewolf by Night this past oh, Friday, a oh, Marvel Studios special presentation of um, a first for them because they've done one shots and things like that. Now we get their first special presentation here, which is a kind of seems it's smaller, contained, one-off stories, but you know that there's going to be ramifications for the MCU moving forward. Now this was in black and white because to me, like from the trailer, mostly. Besides the, the, you know, the, the bloodstone there. Well, at, and the last... And at the end. And the yeah. End, the end. So, I'm just saying, like, from the opening credits to, by the way, the Marvel Studios introduction and the way that they did that for this, it gave me, like, I was, like, genuinely, like, giddy while I was watching this. I was just <laughs> like, oh, yes, this is it. It is totally an ode to, like, the old Frankenstein, Universal Monsters, you know, uh, Dracula, sure. I know. Uh, werewolf and uh, werewolves and stuff like that, and I had a hell of a time with this thing. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and while being fun, it was also one of the most violent, gory things we've gotten in the MCU to date. And if it, I think that's one of the reasons it was probably mostly in black and white. Oh, I I 100% think it it is the the reason it was in black and white because. Disney and the MCU would not put out this movie with the violence and the blood and the gore that it had if it was not in black and white. Yeah, we're getting people getting stabbed, blood flying all over the place on yeah. the camera. And by like, the way, I was here for all that violence in an MCU movie. I was here yes. for all of it, every single blood stroke. And I actually want to point out that there was uh, the bloodstone was a moment of color as was at the end, but as as we're talking about it, uh, when Man Thing or Ted, as we now need to call him, mm -hmm. uh, when he crushes that guy's head, like there's like a yellow light that comes from there. So there's yes. Man Thing also generates something of color, and I'm only bringing this up as I'm thinking about it because it's been I've read a bunch of articles saying Man Thing is going to be more important in the MCU than we see at this point, and so yeah. him being something of color, the Bloodstone being something of color, and then him being colorized at the end, I think that's all important. No, I agree. This is definitely um, 
a well number one it's a very for us for me and you specifically a very different man thing than when we got a week ago oh yes that was man thing this is ted yeah <laughs> very <This> different <laughs> tremendously different characters this guy has become like people love him he's become like a lovable like group or or something like that or I get something it. that we've gotten this weekend i get it look i was watching it and I have to admit, so I, I started watching on Friday night. I went out to do karaoke by myself on Friday. And I got home and I, I was like, you know what? I got to watch. I got to watch Werewolf by Night, but I'm not really in the mood. But let me see. And I was watching it. And I was like, all right, I'm not in the mood. Let me stop this. But I did get to the man's thing stuff. And then I restarted it the next day and I got to the man thing stuff. And, and uh, at the same point, when man thing makes a run for it or Ted makes a run for it, when, when Jack frees him, I had the same thought. I was twice when I rewatched it. I was like, wow, what a dick friend, man. Like, he he just leaves his friend there to fucking suffer. But at the <clears> end, <throat> when he comes back to wreck house on everyone, I, I was like, oh, no, he's not a dick friend, man. He just needed a moment to recover. He's about to wreck house. And he does. Yeah, no, he totally kicks a hell of a lot of ass and murders some fucking people. I love it. Yeah, and it's... It was it was very refreshing after what we watched last week. Just for, for sure. the characters specifically, for sure. looks very comics accurate. On top of that, as mm -hmm. well, the red eyes and just the, they even got like the he had facial expressions. Yep, which was amazing. Like the the CGI on him is amazing. Much better than the dude in the suit from last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, much better. <laughs> So I think I just thought that was an interesting journey for me and you, who just watched, and probably not many others who watched the sci-fi oh, original from 2005 just last week, and then we get to be reintroduced for real to him in, in this thing. But um, yeah, no, I, I was I remember seeing things that were saying about how violent this thing is, and it is not in like a crazy over-the-top way, but like it makes it sense. It makes sense. But it's just shocking because it's the MCU. Yes, hundred percent. That's what that's what the shock is here. And in the beginning, again, they set the tone with the Marvel Studios logo and the way that they add horror to it. And they're like, "Hey, listen!" They show the Avengers, and they're like, "Hey, these are the world of heroes." But then there's a much darker side to the MCU, and it sets the tone perfectly for this. Yeah, it just. It it works. It just really freaking works for me on every on every level. I I agree. And just the setup of this, it looked like to so the credits looked like a a nineteen thirties Universal horror monster movie. The they set it up like that. It's black and white, and this whole setup of okay, so this monster hunter is dead, and you've all proven yourselves to be the best monster monster hunters. There's a monster out there, and one of you is, one of you is going to kill it. I mean, it's just such a great setup. It's a classic setup. Um, I love when they were introducing the characters where, like, you had 20 kills, you had 40 kills, and, like, the really impressive guy had, like, 60 kills. And, like, and yeah, they, that, Jack has 120 kills. <laughs> yeah, the most Jack, unassuming one. He's, and, he, and he is so unassuming through the whole thing because – he gets attacked a bunch of times for the whole thing, and he literally just avoids, 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 and gets up to the people who fight for him. Yeah, and then we find out, of course, because of the title, yep. somebody's a werewolf. Of course. And he, they pretty much will use the bloodstone to trigger him, 
to become the werewolf, and then we see him fucking wreck shop as you know as the werewolf, and him and man thing just kicking ass together. It's just... it's, it's fantastic, and I love I, I love I love the moments, uh, the character moments too, where they let everyone out. You have like uh, the the BB from Frasier. I don't know if you watched Frasier, but like. The, the woman who's in charge of this, I'm pretty sure, is the actress who played B.B. and Frazier, who was his, uh, <clears throat> his, his agent. And, and she sets this all up. But I love that she's like, okay, well, the person standing gets to win. So even before we even get this werewolf person, we get all of these monster hunters immediately trying to kill each other before they go after Man-Thing, which I love. Oh, yeah. They weren't going to team up for that because they all no. want the damn bloodstone. And it like <laughs> so they all immediately try to kill each other. So that's cool. And then eventually they like uh, where the Jack Freeze Man thing with uh, what's her face? Um, Sophie is that her name? I forget her name. Uh, let me just let me double check that. It's um, but it's pretty much the daughter of the person who put this together, and it's his only ally. And her whole thing is, I hate them, and I have nothing against monsters. I just want the Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa, Elsa Bloodstone. And so, if only I could think of the last name of the Bloodstone line. <laughs> but so Elsa Bloodstone's whole thing is, I'll help you <clears throat> free Ted, but I want the Bloodstone. So they get into they get into it together. You see her wreck shop on a bunch of people. Like she kills a whole, like she kills she kills one of the most dangerous ones on her own. Mm. Where like he comes at her like with his arm and she cuts his hand off and then takes the uh, the the his hand which has a crossbow on it and then shoots him in the neck and then grabs him as the German guy is coming in and pulls him into a crypt where she holds his mouth and suffocates him to death. That's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in an MCU movie. Again, things where you're... If you're an MCU fan, you haven't seen this yet, you really need to see this shit because it's wild that it's they went there with a lot of this. <laughs> it's so <clears throat> crazy. Um, and I guess now seeing it, I understand why because M Moon Knight has a, in the comics has a connection to Werewolf by Night. You don't need yeah. to have. You need to let the story have its own thing, and also Blade. And <sighs> even though we're waiting for the big introduction of Blade, and we've seen the stories that this, they might be having some issues yeah. with the Blade Ooh. script at the moment, so hopefully they straighten that out. But I'm I'm actually glad they didn't have either one of them in this because this needed to be its own thing for now. For now, I'm not saying down the line we don't see something else because there's already been talk. Of course, you know of, if this makes sense. We'll do another presentation of Werewolf by Night. I would love this to become a thing where we get this every October. Me too. Me too. I was actually kind of a little bummed, and I told Angie this when I was watching it yesterday, was I'm kind of shocked they didn't release this like the week of Halloween. Oh, yeah, like save it a bit later. You're right. Yeah, well, you know what I, I mean? Like They might not have thought it would have worked. Maybe they were testing yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I do. Well, yeah, I think they went as far as to release it in October. I don't know if they have other stuff releasing on Disney Plus and that's it. And plus, I'm sure this was a risk because, like, Werewolf by Night, you know, I mean, in the case of Marvel Comics titles and other Z-List. Well, I never even heard of it before this, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not something that many, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Rick had an issue or two. <laughs> but, I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, he's the only person I know that would. 
And if he does, Rick, if you do have it, please take a picture of it and post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> please. That would be great. And I would love to be proved correct on this. Um, but it's again, the phase four, this is them taking all these chances. And they're, for me, they're, they're working. They're just working constantly. I agree. I, I thought like, this was so much fun. And just, this was a, this was a character-driven monster movie with that looked good with actual real CGI behind it. Like it was a monster movie where Man Thing looks perfect in and out of black and white. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it was a but it was also a twenties thirties monster movie aesthetic. Like, I, I it's I I felt watching it. I felt like I like I feel when I watch Tarantino movies like um like Kill Bill. You know, it's like. Wow, it's like watching the original source material, material, but also kind of better because the aesthetics are better and the there's more money into it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, exactly. It's a little more clean. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that that's exactly how I felt about this. I love that character of Jack. I love the character of Elsa. I loved all of the monster hunters, and 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 look when you get to the end, and I think this is the last twenty minutes of the movie where they trap Jack and Elsa in the cage mm-hmm. because they find out like, the, and this is the fun part, right? Like it's like Jack is working to free man thing slash Ted with Elsa. He, I don't know why he does this, but he stupidly goes to grab the bloodstone and it repels him. And that kind of reveals to everyone there that he is a monster. And so they take him prisoner, put him in a cage with Elsa. And then, they're about to make him a werewolf. He does this cool thing, which I, I love this, where he's like, he starts smelling her and he's like, look into my eyes, look into my eyes. I'm smelling you, I'm looking my eyes. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, once this worked and stopped me from killing someone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I thought that, yeah, I thought that was genius. And yeah, the fact that he drops, oh yeah, this worked this one time. I'm yeah. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> But but like in, in that moment, it's like well, it worked once. It's, what are we gonna do? Nothing. It's like we gotta do something. <laughs> that I'm gonna rip you to shreds in a, in a couple of seconds. And I love the fact. that Of course, it's gonna work. But I love the fact that it works. And I love when uh, two things. I love when he gets out as the werewolf. One, the reveal of what he looks like, which is pretty much just a an expensive like you know werewolf from the the universal studios movies right mm-hmm. like he looks like that werewolf except he can do more things and go growl i'm in a, a <laughs> you know i've got cotton on me like he looks like a werewolf but in that aesthetic and the second thing is just how much he kicks ass he fucking destroys a whole room of goons yeah i i'm really curious to see what they use him and ted in the future with like I'm very curious to see because I got to imagine it's gonna be with something. It's gotta be. It's gonna be with something, but I, I'm ho- I'm still sticking to my original thing. I hope this is like an every October thing that we get a werewolf by night special presentation, and that that would be it. I hope so. We might. I I'm gonna say that we might see one or both of them in a Blade movie, yeah, or something like that. Like I think this is. This sets up the MCU monster aspect, right? Like Doctor Strange set us on our magic course, and now we can do magic in the MCU. This sets up sets up the monster course. We know Blade's coming, so I think they're going to be a part of the Blade universe. 
I, I don't know. Uh, not no jokes. All kidding aside, maybe we do get a Mephisto, right? Because that oh, that boy. goes into there. Like, we go. <laughs> no, but it goes into like the demons yeah. and the demonology and that. I mean, there is this whole part of the Marvel universe <sighs> in the comics that has like you know Blade and Werewolf by Night and, and Mephisto, and, and I'm sure I'm blanking on other things, but there is this whole monster thing that we don't explore. So maybe that's what this sets up. Uh, or even a, a Moon Knight season two. I mean, there's oh, yeah. a connection with that too. So you could go right. that route. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. I was pleasantly. I mean, we were we said we were excited about it beforehand, and this delivered on everything that I wanted it to be, and that's why I was like pleasantly surprised. Plus the aspect of just watching that fucking man thing last week, and then getting like. This cuddly, this almost cuddly version of Man Thing. I loved it. I love Ted so much. I loved him. I love him so much because he, again, you watch him, even with the Bloodstone in him, destroy things, right? In with the Bloodstone, he grabs that guy who was giving everyone trouble and fucking disintegrates him. Mm -hmm. And then they get the Bloodstone out of him and he runs away. And then he comes back, wrecks house, and then saves uh, Jack. And, and this is the only thing I would say that I have. It's not an issue, it's a critique, but I feel that it going from black and white to color at the end, mm -hmm. the only reason it does that is because, as we said before, it has to be black and white for the blood, but we also want to show the audience that Man-Thing looks awesome in color. Yeah. And because it doesn't serve the story or what they're going for with the story at all, I kind of had a problem with it. Okay. Uh, but but it's a small thing and I can get over it because he does look awesome with you know in color, uh, but that that's only my, my that's my small nitpick with it. I look at it a little bit like this, kind of like how Kill Bill. Remember when Tarantino admitted that once they uh, she fights a crazy eighty eight and yeah. they had to go to get all that blood and it had to go black and white. I'll take it like that. Yep. So. Yeah. No. I, I mean that's pretty much it. Like I don't. Here's the thing. I don't mind that it had to be black and white for the blood. I just felt it becoming color was gratuitous at the end without without a narrative reason. And I think the MCU could have given it a narrative reason. It just didn't. But, what, but also, what am I expecting from a 54-minute special? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not being, I'm not really saying that it affected anything about my, my takeaway from this, no. but it is a critique. And that's, and that's totally fair, though. <clears throat> All right. So that pretty much does it for us this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like what you heard today and you join us on the Facebook live stream, join Granny's PhD's Facebook group and we share trailers and other stories and news that doesn't quite make the show. There's actually been a few clips that uh, we, we didn't get too much from New York Comic Con this weekend, but two big things we did get was we have release dates for season four of Titans, mm -hmm. which will be November 3rd, and then Doom Patrol season four, which releases on this guy's birthday. Wow. So I'm actually excited about that. Nice. So, but pretty pumped to get, be getting that. And there's a couple of day drop trailers and some scenes. So if you get a chance, you can check out our Facebook page because I did uh, pop those on there. Uh, if you're also Pop Culture Pros, don't forget to go ahead and join the Pop Culture Pros group. Join, check out all the cool shows that we got on the network. Uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, hit subscribe. Also, check out everything, our past episodes, other shows. We got, we got baseball and football and 
James Bond and Disney and everything else you can think of. So check that out. And on Twitter, follow at Pop Culture Pros as well, wherever you found your audio-only podcast. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll be talking about the season finale of She-Hulk, the next episode of Stargirl. And we will figure out what our movie of the week will be because we are leading up to Black Adam in a couple of weeks. So We, were we talking- are. And we are. It's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. But we did all those. Uh, we we did the the DC movie, right? We, we DCU's did. done, man. So I know we yeah. were talking. We'll figure out offline because right. we got to make sure we can see these things because we've kind of gotten a little mm. scary with some of that lately. But we will be probably covering some DC Black Adam Justice Society content leading up into it, so it gets you kind of in the in the mood, get the flavor for Black Adam going. So you can come check us out for that. Um, do you have a, are you got a, a return date for double deep dive? Or I gotta, I gotta talk to Jenny. I gotta talk okay. to Jenny. They're in tech week now. So I'll talk to her and I will know more at the end of this week. All right. So stay tuned for that. And when, if you're into, like I said, we had Yankees, uh, uh, the empire 161 show, we dropped a new episode right before this. So you're getting hyped up for the Yankee playoff run and go ahead and, and check that out. Cause we had a whole little preview episode on that. So, uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Peace. All right. Later.